everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining me for this podcast, Holistic, where we learn about Jesus together and we're strengthened with the hope of the gospel. Take care. God bless. All right, let's talk about fear. It's easy to fear. Do you know that? Maybe you're somebody you don't feel afraid a lot. But maybe you're somebody who does have a lot of fear or some fear. And it's easy to fear, right? I don't need to tell you that. We have a lot that we can fear in our everyday life. And I'll name just a few. So we can be worried about death, right? The loss of someone we love and care about or for ourselves, we're not ready to go, or where am I going to go, or what will happen to the people that I love? And maybe you have some health issues or brain health issues that you don't understand, or you have a diagnosis, which kind of takes you back to that thought about death. What if I die? Maybe you have financial problems, and you just can't seem to get ahead. Maybe you've lost a job, or you between jobs or your hours have been cut or you don't know what job to take or what to do and you're stressed and our job can bring so much fear and stress. Maybe you've been through a divorce or feel that you're heading towards a divorce and you're afraid and you don't know what you'll do without this person you've been married to or you're just worried. What if they don't love me or what if this person doesn't care about me? What if I fail? We have natural disasters, one after the other. We've had a pandemic, as I record this, for a couple of years. It looks like it's hopefully coming to an end, or it's going to be less than it has been anyway, like less sicknesses, hopefully. Now I think so many people have had it. Hopefully we have some immunity. And then also, as I record this, We've had this battle between Ukraine and Russia, and we're thinking, is this a war? And just on and on and on, right? I don't really need to tell you, like I said, that's just to name a few things that we can be afraid over. And hopefully you weren't feeling good, and then I said all that, now you're afraid. (laughs) I wasn't anxious, now I am. But I think so many of us are anxious, and statistics show us that, that more people are anxious and depressed But what does God tell us? What do we do with the fear? Well, he tells us over and over in scripture to not fear, to be strong, to be courageous, take heart, keep going. And why does he tell us that so many times, as some have said, 300 to 500 times in the Bible? Well, because he knew that we would. He knew how we were made. He knows how we're made. He knows that we are dust. And he knows us head to toe, inside and out. And so he loves us. And so he shows us in his word how to not fear, how to trust in the Lord, how to believe that God is with you, even when things are hard. Let's be real. Let's say sometimes it's just hard. Sometimes it's hard to make sense of what's going on in the world or in our lives or in our family members or friends or neighbors' lives. We don't understand it. And so I love the Bible that when we pick it up, it shows us, it's a reminder of what 
men of old went through and how God helped them. And he's God and he can do it his way. But as scripture says, we were taught or shown these as examples. It teaches us. His word teaches us. It is alive and active. And as I go through the Bible in a year, a reading plan right now, I'm being reminded of how awesome the Bible is, how exciting it is, how it really does come to life when you really pick up the word. And the more you spend time with the Lord, the more you're like, wow, this Bible is amazing. And I think I I know for me, especially when I was younger, I was like, gosh, it's so boring. And sometimes, you know, we can read certain things and we're like really tired. We're like, whoa, Lord, I don't get this. And it's just like, oh, I don't understand all these things, Lord, all the sacrifices that the Israelites had to do before, you know, you can read all that and just feel like, whoa, you know, tired, you know, to be honest, but there's so many things in it we can really learn. And so as I'm talking about fear, and as we deal with fear, I was just reading a story yesterday in the Bible, which is so good and such a good reminder of some people in the past who were afraid. And what did they do? How did they handle it? How did God handle it? And so, no, we're not the Israelites, but we are God's people. And so let's see what happened in this story. Numbers 14. And I'll give a little backstory before I read it, because the title here for chapter 14 is Israel Refuses to Enter Canaan. And so I'll go back to chapter 13. And the title there, it says, Spies Sent into Canaan. And so I'll just read maybe the first verse there, or first two verses. It says, and the Lord spoke to Moses, Moses, or some might say Moses, <laughs> and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel from each tribe of their fathers. You shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So essentially they go out, they see some good things. And like it says here in verse 27, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men were saying no, and they gave a bad report. And it says at the end there, Verse 33, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, or some say the Nephilim. It says they came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And so they're giving a bad report. But two men, Joshua and Caleb, who had went, were like, we can do it. Let's go. And so now let me read in chapter 14 where the title, once again, is Israel Refuses to Enter Canaan. So it says, So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. 
And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they had been in Egypt, they had been slaves, and the Lord had rescued them out of Egypt. So now they're in the wilderness and God is wanting to provide for them a place to live, a new place that's flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So they were afraid. Would you have been afraid? God says, yeah, I'm going to give you this land, but you go in and you see giants and you see yourself as a grasshopper. Have you ever felt like a little grasshopper? Have you felt like you didn't matter? So yes, they were afraid and we most likely would have been afraid as well. And then it says in verse 10, and all the congregation said to stone them with stones now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. And so God essentially says, how long are these people going to complain? How long are they going to reject me? All these things I've done, I've helped them, but they just complain. They grumble. It's never enough. And he's angry. And Moses intercedes on their behalf. But God does essentially, it goes on to say, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation? He says, I've heard the complaints which they've said. To So say to them, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in the wilderness, all of you who were numbered according to your entire number except for Caleb and Joshua. And so I think we can read that and think, oh gosh, you know, then we're scared if we ever make a mistake. But this was an example for us. And it reminds us that he, God, is a holy God. What we do matters. What we say matters. And so I just love this story. When we're thinking about fear, it reminds us and shows us so many things. And first and foremost, I believe it shows us that what we say matters. We do have an influence. So be careful. 
Because when the men grumbled and complained, it spread. And then everyone was complaining and afraid. And yes, they did feel small and they were afraid. But we have to be careful that we're not causing other people to fear. So what do we do with that? Well, we remember who God is. And don't go back. Don't want to go back to your old ways like they were tempted to do. They were tempted to say, let's just go back to Egypt. Let's go back to slavery. They wanted to get out of slavery. They had prayed. They, they needed to get out. They wanted freedom. And God rescued them. But in this moment, it, in the moment of fear, they wanted to go back. And we can do that. Have you done that? I know I have. Oh, it would just be easier if I was just here or there. But wait, (laughs) let's remember. You know, we can have amnesia and forget. And forget the things that God has done, that he has parted the Red Sea and, and done these amazing things in our life. And maybe you're not there yet. And, you know, you're a new believer. You're not even a Christian yet. So you're like, I don't know. God's never done anything for me. But you will discover that. I promise you that if you spend time with the Lord and you get to know him, he'll begin to show himself, reveal himself to you. And you will begin to see the wonders and majesty of the Lord. And I hope you don't forget like they did. And I think we can learn from this story. It's like Joshua says there in verse 8. Let me read that. 14.8. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. So I think that's so good to remember in our own situations that if it's God's will, we don't need to fear and we can trust that he is our guide and he will fight for us. He will be with us, excuse me, in the storm, in the battle. He will be with us. And, you know, I think it's important to remember in this story that they would have to fight to get to the promised land. It wasn't an easy path or an easy road. But as they were fighting, if it was the Lord's will, which it was, then he was going to fight for them. He did fight for them. And so how do we know God's will How do we know what he wants us to do when we pray to him and we talk to him and we read his word? And we will learn to trust him, to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Because we can't understand everything, especially when trials are going on, when things are hard. But we learn to trust him more and more. And we have to be careful to not sin. Because it says there, Joshua says, only don't rebel against the Lord. So don't rebel. Don't sin against the Lord. He's a holy God. And it goes on to say, he says, don't fear. Don't fear the people. You don't need to fear them because God is helping you. And so we don't need to fear people. 
And I know they can make us feel inadequate. We can feel like they're better or they're bigger or we want to be like them. But we don't need to fear people. And so there's so many things to take out of this story. We have to know that God loves us, that he is with us in the battle. We don't have to be afraid. Don't fear people. Don't sin. Don't rebel against the Lord when times are hard. We're vulnerable. And maybe you've had a great experience with the Lord or you've seen him, I'll say with quotes, part the Red Sea in your life. And I hate to say it like this, but almost like a high with the Lord. Be careful because shortly after that, so often from what I see in scripture and with people in general, then there's this low where the enemy comes in because he doesn't want us on fire with the Lord. Know that today. That he does not want you to walk with the Lord, to have an influence, to say, like I was saying, you know, what you say matters. He doesn't want you saying that God is good, especially in your bad situation. And he's going to want to get you when you're down, when things are hard, when you're sick, when you've lost something, when you have financial problems, when you're stressed, whatever it is. But just know God is still with you even then. And maybe you have messed up or you feel like you're messing up now. It doesn't mean God has left you. Maybe you can't hear his voice, but just know he's still there with you. He's with you. He will fight for you. If it's God's will, if he's given you that desire, he's given you the gift, then you can make it. You know, I love what I saw the other day in a kid show that I was watching with my son, and it was about David and Goliath, and it was a little um, young for my son, but I made him watch it. But I got something out of it. So, hey, there you go. But it was the story of David and Goliath. And they kind of compare it to a current story of a, a young boy who was scared to play his guitar in front of a, a group of kids. And, you know, they kind of compare it to the story of David and Goliath. And so David encourages this boy, you know, if God has given it to you, he's given you the gift, then you don't need to fear. If God is for you, if... He says to you, I'm giving you this land, right? Essentially, like he said to the Israelites, he said to Moses, I am giving it to you. And we don't need to fear. And I know we are not perfect. But I want to free you here, free something up for you. It may sound mean, but I want to say to you, you're not perfect. You're not a winner. You're not going to win all the time. You're not always going to be good. You're going to mess up. Maybe you feel weak right now. And especially as a Christian, we can be like, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel weak? Why am I afraid? We're we're human, okay? So you're going to feel those feelings, but you don't have to stay there. And maybe they keep coming back, but you keep believing that God is with you and trust in him. And I like what I heard Someone say, Lecrae, who's a Christian rapper. I just read this the other day and I wrote it down and I wanted to say it to you. He said, I'm not a Christian because I'm strong and I have it all together. 
I'm a Christian because I'm weak and admit I need a savior. And so I think so often, you know, we can, I, I know I did, especially when I had walked away from the Lord, you know, you see Christians falling, messing up, doing all these things, you know, maybe having an affair or spending the church's money and all these things that can happen. You go, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're really a Christian. Well, I look at it differently now, and I'm not saying they didn't sin. I'm not saying they didn't make, you know, bad choices, that they weren't wrong. I'm not saying that. We can't belittle sin. But I look at it a little different to say, okay, it doesn't mean they weren't a Christian, but maybe it meant that they weren't spending quality time with the Lord. They weren't listening to the Lord. They were listening to their own voice or the enemy or other people's voices more than to the voice of God. Like the Israelites, you know, they're hearing from the other people that had went to the land. Oh, it's too big. It's too scary. And so they began to believe it. So what we listen to matters. Who we listen to matters. Are we listening to the Lord? Like I said in my last podcast, who told you that? Who are you listening to? And so, yeah, I don't look at it always the same now. I just think, wow, and especially a pastor, I always think, and we need to be praying for our pastors, that, of course, the enemy is going to mess with them. Anybody who has an influence, the enemy is going to mess with them. The more people you influence, the more people that are listening, the more the enemy knows that maybe your life is being changed by somebody. He's seeing that, of course, I believe he's going to mess with those people even more. So be praying for those in leadership. Be praying for pastors, mentors. They need our prayer. And so the enemy is real, but God is too. And he wins in the end. Spoiler alert. God is the winner. He's the victor. And you may feel like a victim, but if God is in you, You have victory, victory in Christ. And I want to leave you with a couple of uh, verses here and also prayer. Isaiah 43, 1 to 2, one of my favorites. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. So don't be afraid. God's got you. He's called you by name. If your hope is in Jesus Christ. And when you go, not if, but when you go through the deep waters, when you go through troubles, trials, storms, whatever you want to call it, God will be with you if you allow him to be. We have free choice. So I pray that you turn to him, that you trust in him. And if you're walking in his will, you don't need to fear. He is your refuge and your strength. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble. So even if everything's falling apart around you, God is still there. He's an unchanging, ever-present God. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, you can call in his name and he will hear you. And even if you can't hear his voice, you don't feel his presence, don't give up. Wait patiently for the Lord. Wait patiently for him. 
Let me pray for you. Oh, Jesus, I just thank you so much that you give us your word, that you give us story after story of just your goodness, Lord, that you are slow to anger and abounding in love, that you care for us like you do. Thank you that it's a reminder so often when we read scripture and we read about people like Moses or David or Elijah, we know that they're human and it reminds us that we as well are human and we need you, God. And even if they made mistakes, they turn to you. And so help us to remember that, Lord, as we make mistakes and sin, that we remember that we would come to you, Jesus. And I know there's a lot of fear in this life. And so I pray for anyone listening today that's dealing with fear, that's dealing with anxiety or depression or stress or anger or bitterness, Lord. Just unrest, Lord. I pray that they would remember, God, to turn to you. That they would call on your name. They would pray to you. They would pick up scripture and you would speak to them like only you can. Only you, Lord, can fill us with peace and joy. Lasting peace and joy. And I pray, Lord, that they would be anxious for nothing. But yeah, by prayer and supplication, they would present their request to you with thanksgiving. And that peace, Lord which doesn't make sense, I pray that that would come upon them and they would know, God, you're with them. You say you'll never leave us nor forsake us no matter what's going on. You are a present God. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for who you are. Help us, Lord, to come humbly before you and we would cast our cares upon you and listen to your voice, Lord. Wait on you. Help us, Lord. So many distractions in this life. We need your help. Help us to turn to you, Jesus. Thank you for what you do, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So thank you, everybody. I I just enjoy this time. I wish we could be face-to-face, but I don't know who always listens, but I just pray that you um, feel the presence of the Lord and know that he loves you and may you be blessed today or in the evening whenever you're listening to this. So take care and I'll talk to you soon. God bless.